What's up, guys? Welcome to the Real Estate Virgins podcast, where we try to provide as much value, tactical strategies, and just staying up to date in the market. What's up, Jordan? What's going on, everybody? Hey, had our Christmas party last night. Yeah, it was so awesome. Super fun. 80 plus people showed up. Yep. And I had a lot of people that didn't show up, too. So it would have been it would have been super packed. If I know it's kind of like, I mean, it's holidays, last minute stuff comes up. I, I totally get it. And um, it would have been really nice to see them. But uh, the people that were there, we had a great time. We gave away a ton of, of prizes. We had some great conversation and just kind of got that love in the room to, to help kind of give back to, to our clients. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it was really cool to see all the kids get presents and, and just uh, have a fun time with clients and friends and, people that are in our community you know yeah well every year I, I feel like we learn something and we try to make next year better like we've yeah. already been discussing some ideas to make you know the christmas party 2023 even bigger and better yep. so um if you want in on that action you gotta be one of our clients baby yep you gotta be one of our clients or be in our community or you know, no. most of those people have made a positive impact on our life and so that's just our way of like hey man we think we are super thankful you know yep. um come have a good time yeah. on us yeah um but before we get started guys this podcast is absolutely free if you get a chance and you've listened to other podcasts and you see any value in this podcast, would you please give us a positive five-star review? Um, just let us know what you think or, or share this uh, podcast to your friends because we're just trying to help. That's absolutely it. There's lots of agents out there that could probably benefit from some of the information that John and I share. And that's why that's what the inspiration behind this was. That's why we are doing this is because and in years that have been trying, you know, we've we've helped, you know, make some of the mistakes and, yeah. and we try to provide some feedback so that you don't make those mistakes. And we're throwing out what's successful for us. So we're just we're in here in the in the kitchen cooking up and we just want to share the recipe with you. So if you took any value out of anything that you've heard in the previous podcast or in this one, like John said, leave us a good review. We'd much appreciate it. Yep. Yep. So let's get into it. Uh, we just had our movers and shakers class. Um, that went really well. We had 40 ish people for yeah. maybe a little less uh, show up to that class. And we just jam packed with full of value. You went over follow up. I went over customer experience and Tessa went over, what did she go over? What was successful for her to help her? I mean, she had like a seven deal week or something like that, yeah. like a month where she closed seven deals, which is awesome. So yeah. yeah. What what kind of tactics she was using, uh, she, she shared some really valuable information. And we're going to try to get her on here so we can all talk about, you know, go over what we discussed in the class because there was a, a ton of good info. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And guys, we are going to be throwing more classes throughout uh, 2023. So highly suggest that you show up because those classes are going to be super valuable. And, you know, we always talk about the power of association. When you get into rooms with other agents that are doing a lot of deals, it's going to start rubbing off on you. So you definitely want to go to one of those shows. Yeah, I mean, shows, we're one of those classes. <laughs> we we used to be in a metal band. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're we're just 
I'm so thankful that I got to to share, you know, a little tidbit there because you killed it, man. Yeah, dude, I think everyone killed it. It was it was such a good vibe. Everyone was just chilling and, and sharing valuable information. That's what it's all about. And you get to hear from some absolute killers in the industry right now who are killing it at our brokerage. And so if you're not the one attending, we're arming your uh, competition. So, yeah. So come uh, out. Don't miss out. So I'm going off the cuff a little bit. We're going off the script. But uh, what is your uh, definition of a winning agent? Because there were so many winning agents in that class. What is your definition of a winning agent? I would say a winning agent is someone who's willing to learn. Um, There's nothing more winner mentality than investing in yourself. Mm -hmm. You can be killing it. And as long as you like, if that's your definition of success is just, you know, I've reached this milestone of sales or I've done this and that, man, that's cool. but I I love it when agents are killing it and they're still going to classes. Mm. They're still teaching. They're still finding opportunities to better themselves, to better their clients, to just make their overall experience more impactful. I love that, man. What about you? Do you have a definition? I think, uh, winners, um, scars, they heal quickly and they maintain enthusiasm throughout any obstacle that gets in their way. Yeah. So, especially first year agents, man, it's tough. It's slim pickings Mm. and you're having to get gritty and you're having to keep going, even though you don't see any results. But the thing is, is that you're going to start seeing results. It's just like a snowball effect. And I tell everybody this, you keep going, you get that first deal done and you use that first deal as leverage for your next deal. And then you use those two deals as leverage for your next four deals. And you start getting testimonials and you start getting, uh, you start persevering even more and you just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. And that's what winners do. And your confidence is just going to grow immensely deal to deal. Every single time that you get a closing and you do the right thing and you're getting those testimonials and you learn those lessons, your confidence is going to grow and you're just going to keep killing it. Oh, we're starting this podcast off strong. Fire. Fire. <laughs> All right. So Christmas is coming up. You excited? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the holiday season, but um, there's some things about just being around a major metro area that I'm not super stoked on. Everyone seems to forget how to drive. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but like the week after Halloween, traffic would it's just sucked. There was one one day that Katie and I had to run to the flip that we have and the entire way there and the entire way back, no one was going the speed limit. Ooh. And it, and there was no reason there's nothing that annoys me more than being on a highway and there's no good reason that people shouldn't be going at least the speed limit. You know, like if there's a crash or something, obviously like that's going to affect things. When there's nothing, I'm I'm so mad. <laughs> yeah, you know what's my pet peeve? We're, we're we're in real estate, so I want to talk about this. But when I'm showing houses, and I'm like, "Hey guys, here's here's a quick tip." So when you're showing houses, you definitely want to tell your client, "Hey, I'll meet you at the address." Because when they're following you, a lot of times there's lights, there's stop signs, mm-hmm. and sometimes traffic gets in the way. So like you you don't want to lose your client and they don't have the GPS up and ready, right? So what I'll do is before we go to the next property, I'll send them the I'll text them the address and say, "Hey, meet me at the property," right? And don't follow me because if you follow me, you're not going to keep up. Yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah. And I would going back to the traffic. Sorry. I, no, it's okay. <laughs> I, I will say like nothing compares to, you know, John had mentioned that we were in a band together. We were in a band for like a, a decade together, which was pretty cool. Um, heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're raw. <laughs> what are they saying? <laughs> oh, a metal? Uh, is it like Metallica? Yes. Yes, Dad. That's, it's that's like Metallica. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when we were in the band, man, do you remember when we were in Los Angeles and our van broke down on like their main highway? Dude, I that was one time in my life I thought I was going to die. Oh, and so many of the times where I thought I was going to die happened during the band days. <laughs> I know. I remember one time coming back from tour and your mom was like, she was just crying. Dude, she was dude. sobbing when she we got like, there. Y'all made it. Y'all and, made it back. And I thought she was being so dramatic. And like now, like that we're a little bit older, like you have a kid now. Bro, if I had a kid and he went through what we went through, I would be the same way. Yeah. I just remember being so feeling so helpless when we were broke down that highway because the sun was setting. So it was like just getting dark enough that you couldn't really see like if someone was opening their door or whatever. And then like, I don't know, California people just seem to not give a damn that you were broken down yeah. and like just zooming past you. And yeah. we couldn't figure out how to start the car. That was, that was absolutely insane. I just remember the van breaking down in the middle of the highway and cars are just zooming. Zoom, zoom, zoom. And, and I literally, I put my head down because I think people, there's a, I, th I feel like somebody's going to hit us from the back. Mm -hmm. Right. So I pull my head down and everybody's like, we got to get this figured out. We got to get this figured out. Drew gets out of the car super quickly and then uh, opens up the thing. He doesn't know what he's doing. None of us know what we're doing. And he's just like, ding, he, ding, ding, ding. he audibly said, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, and he just starts hitting stuff and boom, the and van turned on. The van turns on. <laughs> and and uh, I think it was God. It had to be God. Yeah. Uh, but then not only that, remember when uh, it was the same trip, same trip, same trip. So our what we van went sideways. No, what we would do is we would take about four hour shifts of, of driving. And so if you were driving, you would get, you know, once you were done, you would go to the back and you'd, you'd have like 16 hours before it was your next turn to drive. And so after Drew's little, you know, episode on the highway, it was my turn to drive and we hit I-10. You were driving. I was driving. Thank when God you were driving. Because I was the only one that knew what I, I think knew what to do, and that's because you know Mark Brown, my dad, my the the legend. He he taught me kind of how to deal with weird scenarios with cars, and we were going seventy five because that was the speed limit. Dude, you used to book it though. No, dude, I I'm I don't like, think you're supposed to go seventy five with a trailer. Pro probably not <laughs> in, in a turtle like top 55. van, <laughs> like a van you take your kids to Disney in. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I just remember we were going seventy five and. Oh my God. Like all of our equipment was in the trailer and our tire blew up. And when I say it blew, like it wasn't like a gradually went flat. This thing exploded and sent us into just, we were swerving all over the place. And I just remember it was dead quiet in in the van. Like all, all the noise was going on from like our equipment smashing in the back and stuff, but in swerving, but no one made a sound because I think we just all collectively were like, okay, this is it. Like we're dead. <laughs> and uh, miraculously, we, nothing happened. Man. You know? And then we got taken advantage of by the guy that came and took our, oh, our yeah. fixed our, uh, our tire. But anyway. Enough My crazy story is when I was two years old, I fell out of a two-story building. Random, I know, but it happened. And you lived it. And I lived hell. so many times <laughs> throughout our life. <laughs> There's been so many close calls, but uh, we got through it. So. Yeah. So we're here doing the real estate virgins podcast. Yep. Because <laughs> we got through it. Couldn't couldn't take us out. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Well, awesome. Well, let's go ahead and get into into real estate stuff. Right, how how about it? it? Yeah. Uh, what are you seeing in the market right now? Um, interest rates are all over the place, but for the most part, they've gone down recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good thing for buyers, but honestly, we're not seeing too much. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, I haven't seen too much movement for buyers. I agree. I mean, we have our, our listing that we just put back on the market. Mm-hmm. We had a really great open house, Yes, but no, absolutely zero showings outside the open house. Yeah. And you had an agent on the same street call you and ask if you were getting any traffic because they're freaking out going, yeah. no one's looking over here either. So I think that just says right now is even though interest rates are kind of going down a little bit, maybe it's not enough. Maybe it's just holidays. There's a lot going on. Holidays, buyer confidence. um, And that's just like goes back to how do we educate people and, and, you know, what's it called? Uh, Buyer buy downs, right? You know, Mm -hmm. one, two buy downs is, is is a great option for lenders to do, which uh, the first year, you know, you've got, uh, what is it? 2% 2% off of the interest yep. rate. The second year is 1% off the interest rate. And then the third year it goes uh, back to the normal interest rate. But hopefully within those three years, you can refinance and a lot of lenders will actually give you a free refinance. So yeah, lots of options out there. So big shout out to Texas loan experts. Yep, They, uh, they always do us good. So if you ever, uh, if you're in the Texas area, Definitely work with Texas loan experts. I hadn't heard of a buy down before they they suggested it. Yeah. So and and it's really awesome. They were at our movers and shakers class and they were able yeah. to explain to the group how what that actually looks like because yep. a lot of people are out there saying the information like oh there's a two one buy down available but how does it work? No one oh. knows the workings of it. Um, Grace and Aaron did a really great job of of explaining that to our group. Just we another did, another we, good reason to go to our events. Yeah, absolutely. Go to our events. Um and. Oh, dang it. I forgot what I was going to say, but, uh, God dang it. I'm sorry. I know I did. I did throw it in there. I had to I throw know. It something in. about Texas loan experts. Uh, they're just super creative. Mm. You know, they've, they've helped out a lot of our clients and, uh, yeah, they've saved many transactions for me. They've gotten business for, from my client, you know, for me and when other people, or other lenders don't show that love, they do. They always make us feel like a priority, um, yeah. even though they're so busy. And that's the great part about it is when you have someone like that, it's like having a, a an ace up your sleeve. Yeah, they always answer the phone. Yeah, and oh, and client experience is actually the most important part, right? And my, all of my clients have a great experience, you know, and that's just as good as referral or a testimonial. But uh, speaking of our house, the chick, shifting subject a little bit speaking of our house that we had an open house uh and we had four showings during the open house um, a few things that uh diane she put out she put outside she did other stuff but uh and she's awesome at open houses by mm-hmm. the way um one thing that i think really helped us is staging yeah i i've never used staging before in a in a vacant property and i think what really worked for us is when we originally had this house up people had some questions about like maybe how a certain room was going to be used Mm. or like what a space between the vanities could look like. And so when you stage it, you're answering a lot of questions or you're putting one spin on what it could be. Yeah. And I think it takes some of the guessing game out of the buyers, uh, you know, the buyer's mind. Cause I don't like when I walked through our house, I didn't think it was that confusing, you know, I, but then again, like other people would give feedback and they're like, Oh, we don't really know what this room is or, 
Um, and so when you can answer those questions through staging, it's a relatively cheap option that could make the difference in you getting an offer or not. Yeah. And I know there was a survey done that apparently you get you get paid more. Uh, you get better offers when the house is staged. Yeah. So I don't remember the percentage, but I know that you definitely do. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's also like if you tastefully stage it, because there's, there's bad staging too. Like yeah. it, if you need to get a company to to do it for you, or if you have like a, if you think you have a creative eye then maybe take a poke at it. But if it's not your forte, that's okay. Hire an expert. They have relatively affordable options to stage a home. Yep. Yep. So that's one way that we're seeing uh, houses starting to sell is just stage the house, maybe get new pictures. But like what happens if it doesn't sell? Well, yeah, there's there's a good question there. And a lot of people are probably in that position where if you're pressed for time, maybe it's time to look at like maybe selling to an iBuyer open door i know i know i hate i hate even mentioning them but i mean is it that but the thing is is it's an option right it is an option if you have no other if you have no other offers on table no interest it's absolutely stagnant and your people need to make a move very quickly or you know within some kind of time parameter and they're being pressed for it open door is an option they're still they still have i think they're only people that have an iBuyer program left. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because back when the market was absolutely insane, all of these iBuyers came out of the woodworks and were just like buying all these houses, buying them, buying, buying them. And they had a little bit of success for about maybe a year, maybe. Yeah. And then out of, you know, once the interest rates rose, like they all went to the, once it wasn't absolutely a slam dunk for them, they all got out. Yeah. And you know, who's well, and the thing is, is open doors. They're even they are struggling. Yeah, because I I remember so I have a new listing and Open Door was I just wanted to see what they were going to offer right. So I've been keeping tabs. We've been trying to get this property ready to go for the last couple of weeks. So about two or three weeks ago, I whenever I was doing my CMA for them, I ran it through Open Door. And they were going to give us an offer between uh, you know three eighty and four hundred eight was their range. Right, not too bad uh, for this house. I went back a couple of days ago, maybe two days ago. In that same house, within two weeks, they've dropped their offer 50 grand. Wow. I know. So it's not the best option right now, but if we had absolutely no other option, it's good to know that, you know, they're still doing it, still there. Um, but just be smart because they're adjusting to the market as well. Yeah. So this is a listing of yours? Yes. How did you get that listing? So this listing is actually for the admin of my local community. Mm. So you mean I, Facebook group? Yes. Gotcha. So she runs the Facebook group. I, I know her. Um, I, I've, I'm a strong presence within our Facebook community. Yeah. And I think that keeps me top of mind. There's tons of realtors within the group. Not many of them provide um, a lot of value as far as information or engagement within the community. So I think that helped me stand out. And yeah, that's a great, I mean, that's awesome because Facebook groups, uh, I don't know if you guys know, the listeners know, but we actually are very heavy on Facebook groups because one, they, uh, help build credibility. If you're constantly active within the community Two, it builds a, you're, you're the authority figure when you are the admin as well, or you're super active. 
And uh, three, you have the the ability to schedule events and stuff like that. And then also it, it starts getting referrals and referrals are super important, mm-hmm. right? I mean, has she sent you any referrals yet? She has. So really? I, I actually got a referral. My biggest listing to date was a referral from her and it was in a different group. How important are referrals? Referrals, amazing. I mean, you're talking agent to agent referrals your client referrals. There's just so many options for it and it opens up a whole new opportunity for you. And that's why, again, like we harp on follow-up so much. Yeah. Stay relevant in your customers' lives. Mm-hmm. Sorry, clients' lives. Yeah. But stay relevant to them. Check in on them. Provide value. How's your house going? Like if you, if you, you know, ghost them, they're not going to remember you. Yeah. Because everything is, you know, everyone's fighting for your attention. So everybody is. There's a million advertisements. And and the thing is, how do you get creative? I mean, when it comes to referrals, referrals are the best lead source. They they are the top. Referrals are the top, right? And so, and why is that? Is because you're leveraging other people's influence and their opinion of you and basically saying, hey, you've got to work with John. You got to work with Jordan because they did an amazing job for me or because they're very active within our community. And the power of someone else telling them that you're the person to work with, it, it just makes communication a million times better because they trust that other person. Yeah. And they, they take it a lot more serious. They take that recommendation more seriously. If you have, you know, this product or this service and you come across their website, right. And it's five-star reviews everywhere. I don't know about you, but even like Amazon products, I sit there and go, is this really a five-star product? That's so true. You know, but if my, if John bought something and says, dude, this product was amazing. Uh, I highly recommend it. It did this for me. I'm probably going to buy it. Yep. And it's the same exact thing in your business. Now, this is a different perspective, but the law of reciprocity says that the more you give, the more you get. So one way to get amazing referrals is to give a lot of referrals. Oh, yeah. Because the more you give, the more you get. So one thing that I've actually done in my business is like, how do I find business for other people? Because for some reason, it like, oh, you know what? I got to start thinking about people for John to send him referrals. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, So that's helped me a lot. I've gotten like five or six referrals this past year just because I was giving referrals out as well. Yeah, take that initiative, like open that relationship with your local business owners and and your friends who own businesses. Like support each other. It's so simple, but yeah, I mean, refer business and it's going to come back to you. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, it's not, it's the slow game, I will say. It's Mm -hmm. not uh, instant cash in your pocket. But over a long period of time, I know I keep saying this, it's important. It's just like the snowball effect. You start giving out one referral and you'll get one referral back, you know? And yeah. Go into it with a good heart too. Don't, don't do it because you're expecting a referral. A hundred percent. Like it's, it's hard because, you know, sometimes you feel like you're giving out all these recommendations and this, you know, I'm trying to help this person and then maybe they don't, they don't do it back to you. As long as you're doing it with a good heart, don't make that your focus. You know, and going back to the winner's mentality, I think winners have a servant's heart and they give, they give, they give without expecting a return and just knowing that eventually it's going to pay off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So part of 
you know, building your network. We're talking a lot about like how to influence other people, you know, talk about why it's so important to take time building rapport with clients. <clears throat> okay. Um, there was a survey that happened with like, I think the CIA or FBI uh, a couple of years ago or no, maybe recently. And uh, basically they were studying hostage takers, right? And they were trying to figure out like, how do we get people to get, give us the hostage mm. quicker. And so what they noticed was, is that there was only a 3% difference if they reached their demands, right? 3% difference of whether they're going to let go of the hostage. It's right? not very high. That's not high, right? But there was a 2000 times 2000% difference if the hostage taker was un felt like he was understood and he, and they understood why he was taking the hostage mm -hmm. right there was a 2000% difference of letting go of that hostage just by making the hostage taker feel understood right yeah that's a huge difference so building rapport with clients is so important because you want to make sure that they feel understood, that they feel heard, that they, that they're appreciated. Um, and so that's the importance of building rapport. Yeah. I feel like I look back on the beginning of my, in my career where maybe I wasn't so confident or I didn't know exactly what I was doing and the opportunities I missed and the, the business I didn't get for listings I feel like this this is so pertinent and so important, and that's probably why I didn't get the business. Mm. Is I either didn't ask enough questions about you know, hey, like tell me tell me what your goal was set you know selling this house is. That's such a a basic starter question, but if you don't know to ask it, it, it kind of slips your mind. Yeah, and I always start that now. Like whenever I'm I'm sitting down with them, one of the first things when we start talking about the actual selling of the house is what is your goal with selling this property? Yeah. Because then you're you're finding out, you know, do they need this to purchase another property? Um, you know, did is there like a complicated situation that they need your help and in your expertise and that you can say I'm your guy? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, there's a big difference between people that can com communicate effectively and people that cannot communicate effectively. And even if both people are extremely motivated and both people are extremely perseverant, if they cannot communicate well then they are not going to close deals. <laughs> mm. And your clients are going to pick up on that. Like the way you communicate with them in that initial meeting, uh, it, we're talking like, especially about new clients right now who don't know you, you don't have that rapport with. If you can't build rapport with them and you can't communicate effectively with them in that meeting, they're not going to trust you to nope. communicate in a, a negotiation or with the other agent, with the other you know clients. And I say this with hesitancy because at the beginning of my career, I did sort of fake it till I made it. I'm not going to lie, but clients do pick up on bullshit. Yeah. And so you have to tread that line carefully with, do you actually know what you're talking about? And if you don't know what you're talking about, I would highly suggest you not just make up bullshit. <laughs> it's okay to tell someone you don't know. Yeah. And, I, and I remember you doing that with me is if you didn't know something to a question I asked, you said, I don't know offhand. Let me find out and I'll get right back to you. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Yeah. They're going to respect that so much more than if you lie to them or if you BS them and they find out later. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I agree.
it's just so important, man. Uh, so uh, 2023 is coming up. Yeah, this. I mean, this is probably the last week, at least before Christmas. So this is gonna be the last pod before Christmas, and then New Year's here, and then all of a sudden, all that time that people have been putting off and and taking vacations and time off, that's done. Oh, it's my time God. to get down to business again. Yeah, and even though they were taking vacations, we were still going hard. Yeah, absolutely. We've <laughs> we've been putting out content. We've been we've been scheming and planning and uh, events and all sorts of stuff. So we're ready to dominate 2023. And speaking of, what's your master plan for dominating 2023? When everyone else is puckering up, we are going hard, right? Uh, when everybody else is getting conservative, we're pushing even harder, right? And that's just our opportunity to take the market and control the market. Mm. And so, uh, and that's another thing is like, like being good leaders within our community is taking control when no one else will, uh, because they are scared. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of uncertainty, but if we have the confidence and move forward, no matter what anyone else is doing, then we're going to dominate in 2023. Yeah. I know that you just mentioned being a good leader. What does that look like to you? Being a good leader is as cliche as it sounds, leading by example, um, being able to convey a vision to your team and being clear on that vision, um, having a servant's heart, giving as much as possible. Um, I feel like you have to be really creative to be a leader, especially these days, because I'm not a very creative person. So I look, I look to people like you in my life, you know, like you're one of my influences. It's, <laughs> it's pretty cool that, you know, my best friend is someone that I look up to from a business perspective as well. Well, I will say we both have strengths, right? Like my strength, my, my weakness is organization while that is your strength, right? And my strength is creativity and maybe I can help you with that. You know? Yeah. So. And so I, I look as far as a, for a leader that I look up to, it's someone that can get out of a, a maybe a creative rut uh, or mm. shake things up and get out of the norm. Like you're, we're always trying to push ourselves to, to find different ways to give back. We're trying to find different ways to communicate to our clients. And, you know, just like the, the little things like sending a, a video message. Oh. I don't know many people that do that. And I just, I just did a few of them the other day. And that's so different. You receive a video message instead of a text and you're like, what is this? I know. It and just kind of makes you go, huh? You remember you know? when you helped me with that video message to invite people to our Christmas party? Yeah. So many people showed up to our Christmas party uh, that received that video message. And what's funny is I was sort of surprised on how many people showed up next year. We're going to go even harder. We're going to have a dance floor. We're going to have uh, a live, live performance as well. And maybe even some uh, fire dancers. Ah, that would be cool. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so people showed up, and that's that brings it back to uh, you know just building a reputation of credibility. You know, so, mm -hmm. yeah, I like it. Uh, you know, I had I'd mentioned that you're not to not to you know boost you up too much. That you were one of my influences. Who who are some people that influence you? Ooh, who are people that influence me? Uh, Ed Milet, <laughs> he's a he's a he's a inspirational uh, business leader as well. Uh, he's in Arate Syndicate. He's a somebody I really look up to because he's just so full of amazing. Leadership. He's a powerful speaker. Yeah, yeah, full of amazing uh, knowledge. Um, who else? 
you know, just some of my mentors in my life, you know, I'm just constantly trying to soak up knowledge as much as possible. Never stop learning. Like you said earlier, never stop learning. Um, you know, I had a, uh, a kid's pastor when I was young and we still stay in contact and he, uh, yeah, I'll go into this. Um, so when I was about eight or nine years old, I, my parents were fighting for some reason. Uh, it was probably over money. And I remember for some reason, somebody came to our door, they knocked on our door and they brought food for us. Uh, and it was church's chicken. And, and for some reason, when they brought food to, you know, they were at my trailer (laughs) and, uh, for some reason, when they brought food to me, it really made a big impact on me because they didn't know you know, we potentially didn't have food to eat, you know? Right. And so, uh, that was a big influential point in my life because now I remember that time and it's like, how do we give, how do we become those people, you know? And I bet that that had a lasting effect on you to want to give back to other people. Yeah. Because I remember when the, the freeze happened last, was it last February? Yeah. Was it last or the... February. It's coming up on two years. Yeah, this okay. February will be two years ago. Uh, the great freeze that happened in in Austin, on the Austin area, Central Texas, was just devastating. Like yeah. we're not prepared for a freeze. This was like a one in every one hundred year kind of kind of mm-hmm. storm. And I remember you took action. You know, you didn't stand by and and think about your own circumstance. It was how can I help others? Yeah. And you gave out how how many hot meals did you give out? To I think people? it was like eight fifty nine hundred something like that. Yeah. This is incredible. And I remember we sat down and I wasn't, I wasn't on your team yet. And mm-hmm. we had sat down, we were at grabbing coffee and you were telling me about like your big vision for impact property group and like what your route was. And it, it was so convicting to me that like, I could tell that, you know, your heart was in it to, to give back yeah. and, and you took action. It wasn't just, Oh, well I could have done this. Yeah. You like actually did it. And that it was so cool that so many people came together to make that happen too. Like yeah. just on a whim. Yeah. You got a lot of like uh, people to, to donate, you know, time and efforts or, or money to, to help make that happen. And the fact that you organized it and you took action just stuck with me. And I know that your story about them helping you when you didn't know, or they didn't know that you needed it is partially why you did that. It like, like it yeah. stuck with you. You remember how it made you feel and, and you were able to provide that for other people. And I just think that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah it is. All right. So to get off of the sobby stories, <laughs> um, Oh man, something really cool happened. This is like a game changer in the real estate world. Um, and I've been sharing it with everybody. And honestly, I sort of don't want to share it because it's such a big game changer. But um, AI, web chat PT, GPT, I think that's it. Mm. The, it's this program basically where you can write in, write me a blog about anything, right? Write real me estate. a real estate, write me a bo- blog about the importance of home ownership. Or write me a Facebook post about motivating dads to become better dads. Like you can literally write anything and it will create a original piece of content for you in like 10 seconds. 
it was insane to watch. Like you sent me a video of it because I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty much like a tech noob uh, when it comes to stuff like AI and like I've heard of it, but I don't really know what it, its practicality is. And to see you type in, like type me a Facebook post about motivation, and literally like 10 15 seconds later there was this long post about the, like in a really good post too that was the other part is like it was like wow like an art and like a poet or something wrote this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah that is going to be an absolute game changer like i think it's going to make I, i'm a little i don't know i don't want to sound like I, like i'm i'm scared of it because i'm not i i worry about authenticity yeah and I think that's my big concern with AI is if everyone like I've before you had had shown me that program, I'd never heard of it and I had never seen AI in use. And I feel like just between that and like AI generated art, I'm seeing it everywhere now. Everyone is now talking about AI art, AI, you know, typing or, or whatever, you know, topics, blogs, web pages, things like that. Well, if you and can't it's kind of scary. Yeah. If you can't beat it join it right that so, is true so how do we get ahead of ai you know like i feel like one of these days there's going to be ai real estate agents which sucks mm-hmm. but or what we could do is ai real estate processes right mm-hmm. so maybe uh figuring out how we can get the client involved and basically they just we start sending them homes or we start showing them the process or what if AI could even schedule showings for us, you know, based off of what the client likes and what their criteria is. Like it's, I feel like AI is still in its infancy and, and it's still already so impressive. Like it, it, it's scary, impressive. And like I said, my only concern is I feel like there could come a point where when you look at someone's post, you're like, is this legit? Oh man, I would. Yeah, I know. That's my only concern. Is like, are we gonna lose the human touch or the, you know, everything spelled perfectly? Like, you know, you mm-hmm. can always tell when something's misspelled. You're like, oh yeah, they were typing that. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, I totally agree. If you can't beat it, join it, or at least make it part of making your work a little bit easier, or, or make it work for you. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll see what what happens with it, but I'm gonna absolutely explore it in 2023 yeah. for sure. So um, we're on a team. I think we've talked about teams before, uh, but what are what are some? Uh, I got the question right here. <laughs> what are the top three reasons why someone should join a team? Um, let's bounce let's bounce these answers off of each other. Okay. I'll, I'll give a reason. You tell me, and then we can we can discuss. I would say for me, it's the collaboration. Ooh. I, uh, we talked about creativity and having like someone like me who isn't super creative. If I was by myself, I find that I would, you know, group think would happen when you're just a solo agent where you can't get past your own mind and you're, you're limited to only what your creative thoughts are. And so when you have, you know, like we have four people on our team plus an awesome assistant. Mm-hmm. So we're able to, to bounce ideas off each other and feed off it and and build upon it and all of a sudden what i you know if i throw out an idea and i start at you know level one by the time five people have their input on it it's 10 times better so i think the collaboration that can come from it the um the lack you know or or solving group think is is big that's one reason for me yeah uh the camaraderie is so important you know that that goes into the collaboration as well um and you know there's so many agents that just get into the business and they have no idea what's going on. And so 
being a part of a team and having those people accessible to asking those questions of, you know, what do I do when the buyer goes under contract? I mean, how many days do we have to turn in the earnest and the option money? Like st just random questions. There's going to be a million questions that you have and being a part of a team um, can help that. Yeah. Speaking of, sorry, side note here. I had a, a transaction where the other person thought that earnest and option was due 14 days past the <laughs> dude can't make it up. And I was like, okay, like this person needs a team. <laughs> this person needs to like turn to someone and ask like these, these really basic questions. Yeah. yeah. So sorry. That was just a sidebar that immediately hit my head. I was no, like, this, it's okay. this person great. could use a team. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that's the importance of it. And, and you know, there's a lot of people that are afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And that is probably hurting your business if you do not ask questions. And I think teams take away that that negative energy around asking questions because mm. you everyone like you get to know each other really well. Like we get to know where we're at in our businesses and everyone's just trying to help. Um, and, and everything that we ask is and that we say is is from love and like trying to trying to help improve people's business. Yeah. It's never like, what a dumb question, <laughs> yeah. which you can feel like if you're in a classroom with a bunch of people and they're all individual agents and you have this really basic question, but you need the answer, you're going to be sitting there like, I don't want to ask this. Yeah. I don't want to look stupid. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a team, like it, it takes that negative pressure. That's back. sort of how I felt when we started this seven-year-old basketball team. So oh Jordan and I coach a seven-year-old basketball team and I had so many questions and I felt like the dumbest person ever. Like, um, like one of the questions I had was, um, and I knew this, I, I don't know why I questioned myself, but I was like, is away dark colors or is home dark colors? Right. <laughs> uh, because someone texted me the opposite of what it was. And I was like, Hey, just check in is away dark colors, you know? And, uh, you know, just questions like, Hey, should we start doing plays or, you know, I just had so many questions about it. And I asked those questions. I used to have an ego and not ask questions like that. But the, the sooner you ask those questions, the more efficient you'll become and the faster you'll be efficient. The ego will get, in, you're only going to get in your own way. Yeah. Like you're going to learn so much more and that, and you're going to benefit from it more than the embarrassment of asking the question oh, so just get over it yep. dude the seven under basketball has been absolutely insane <laughs> i remember the first practice we got in the car and we were like what the f <laughs> <laughs> but now i can't imagine not coaching like it's kind of crazy yeah. like I, you you start learning the you know kids names they pass you and they're like hey coach and you're just like oh my heart i know it's so cool to it's so cool to do and uh so full transparency we won our first game should have won our second one. We too. should have won our second. Game. That ref screwed us. Yeah, the ref took away like six of our points. Didn't take anything away from the other <laughs> other team. I know. She yeah. must have had like a, a cousin or something on that team. Yeah. So uh, the second game we should have won. We didn't. But uh, but it's just so. It was like we were on the edge of our seats. Like go go mm -hmm. go. We were in it. And don't don't let anyone tell you that these young kids don't have passion about something, oh. dude. I saw every time we would make a basket, this kid would be like, "James, yeah, <laughs> dude, I love it, man. I love seeing that. That was so cool." And they and they care about if they win or lose. Like they're they're very competitive, and you know they they got the passion for it. So it's it's pretty cool because obviously, like we're not getting anything out of it other than like the the experience and, and just being able to, again, part of our, our giving back, but it's so cool to see them all, all fired up about yeah. it. Yeah, 
that just goes to show, man, don't lose your passion. No. You know, like that, that childish passion of, of wanting to succeed. I, I see it in, in our kids and it's just so motivating and it's so cool to see them like want to win, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it seems like the, you know, as you get older and, and, things happen and you, you get exposed to the world a little bit, you can easily lose your passion. Yeah. You so, get jaded and, and don't let that affect you, man. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, but so like what, what keeps you going? Like I know like whether it's personal or, or in re- even real estate can be hard a lot of times. Like what keeps you going? Uh, what keeps me going is I remember where I came from, you know, welfare kid, trailer trash. Kids used to make fun of me cause of my big ears. I had big ears. Um, but, um, and so I would, I had zero confidence and, um, every single decision I make is to get farther and farther away from that. And so now I, now I have a kid and I have a wife and, and I want them to, to grow up. I want him to grow up, um, my kid to grow up never lacking, you know, and I want him to grow up with a positive atmosphere and to see his dad executing big goals uh, yeah. because they learn from seeing what we do um, more than hearing what we tell them to do, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I know for me, it's, it's about, I remember moving here in 2015 to the Austin area and I had, I had a, I had a great upbringing. My parents were super supportive. I've, I've never lacked in, in that, uh, respect, but whenever it came to like a professional setting, I was really good in school, but I didn't have the, you know, the drive to go out and get a bachelor's, a master's degree or anything like that. It's, you know, continuing education was not really part of my, uh, my plan. And so I remember moving here without a job. We moved in and I remember watching my bank account hit zero for the first time in my life. And I remember how low that felt. And I remember selling my our band equipment and my bass, which was so uh so important to me and and cherished by me for so long just so i could make rent and i never wanted to feel that again and it it lights a fire under your ass to go out and do something and aside from that like as we grow like obviously like I'm, i'm not in a band anymore so like my priorities have changed and i have a family now like my wife and i like i'm just thinking about our future and I'm the person who can make a big difference in that. And so that pushes me every day to strive, be better, do more. And so that's, that's what gets me. That's yeah. what gets me going. Yeah. Ed Milet says every family has the one person that makes a difference that changes the trajectory of their family. And that's who I want to be, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I think we're doing, I think so far we're, we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Just keep being consistent, keep pushing no matter what. And You'll get there. I promise you will. Um, weekly challenge. Weekly challenge. Uh, well, with Christmas coming up, um, I would say, you know, send send people. Let's go. Let's go video video messaging. Mm. Send like ten people, ten relatives, ten friends a video message wishing them a Merry Christmas. Ooh, do it. Yeah. And and you know that we hope, you know, we hope you're having a good holiday season and let's hang out soon. Something like that. The things you do right now, you will see results in 
December, I mean, in January and February and March. So it's time to get to work. It's plant time. those seeds. It's time to plant those seeds and push yourself uh, to the another, to another level. 2023 is going to be a banger. I know we're going to have a, a bang in 2023 and we hope that you do too, but we can't do it for you. You got to go get it. Yeah. We're just trying to share the tips and tricks that we're doing that are, are going to help get us there. Yeah. We want to see, exactly. we want to take you on the journey. Yep. Yeah. Come along with us. Uh, you are invited. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. We, we a hundred percent were full of gratitude. Um, and if you liked what you heard, please share it with a friend, please share it on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. Uh, and we just really appreciate you and leave us a review. Leave us a review. Thank y'all so much. We'll thank see you next week. Thank you. Bye.